It is the season of Lent. The season that we don't normally want to face. We like other seasons. We like Easter, Pentecost, not Lent. Lent forces us to look at things you don't like to look at. I call it the SSD season. Sin, suffering, and death. We don't like to talk about those things. SSD, sin, suffering, and death. And we have had Jesus' encounters with various characters. Last one, last week, he met Nicodemus. Nicodemus snuck up at midnight. He didn't want anybody to know he was coming to see him. He came at night, but he knew that Jesus had something he wanted, so he came. And Jesus says to him, you must be born again. He says, what? You must be born again? What are you talking about? I'm, I'm, I'm too old for that. Today, he encountered the Samaritan woman. No name. She's just a Samaritan woman. She has two things going against her. She's not just a woman. She's a Samaritan woman. And so they engage this conversation, this somewhat intimate conversation. Jesus says to her, she appears at noon. Nicodemus comes at midnight. She comes at noon. Jesus says to her, give me a drink. He says, are you kidding me? You ask me, a Samaritan, you're a Jew, supposed to, we don't, that's, that's not going to happen. You don't have a bucket. Just say, babe, if you knew who it is is asking for it, you'd have asked for a different kind of drink, not H2O kind of drink. The drink that gushes into eternal life that you never come to ask for it again. And then you go back and forth. Say, bring your husband. Says, first of all, the reason I came at noon is because I didn't want to come when other women come because everyone knows who I am. They talk about me in town. They gossip about me. They talk. They know who I am. So that's why I came here by myself. Says, I don't have a husband. Says, I know you have had five. She was a busy lady. Five husbands, and the one you have is not yours. Then you go back and forth. Say, come, see this man who has told me everything I ever did. I, I was thinking, can you imagine if somebody knew everything I ever did? We don't want to look at Lent. We don't want to look at Lent. Lent makes us afraid. Say, can you imagine if they knew what I did? If this man knows everything I did yet, he loves me. And he said, come, lady. She goes and tells everybody. She says, look, this man knows everything I've ever done. And yet, he engages me. That's what happens with the stations in life, stations of the cross that we go through. Some people look at Jesus and say, none of my business. I'm good, thank you very much. We keep doing the same stuff, knowing the results are going to be the same. Lent is a time to maybe make a little change, to say maybe I can change this. Maybe there's a part of my life that I can maybe turn a little bit. Sin, suffering, and death. Sin seems to win, and death seems to win, but we know the end. They didn't. We do. We know what happens at the end. We know what happens because we're post-resurrection people. They didn't know that he was coming to give us eternal life. That sin didn't win, suffering didn't win, death didn't win. 
We took the youth group on a trip across the country in a van. We stopped at True of Life Synagogue, Brianna Taylor Memorial in Kentucky, Louisville, and then we went to Memphis, and then we went to Birmingham and Montgomery. If you had to ask them today what they saw, they'd probably tell you about the hotel and the swimming pool. But they remembered that those were stations where we stopped, where sin seems to win, where death seems to win, but life and light wins in the end. We know that. That's why we walk those stations in life. So Jesus invites us to come and walk with him and wait with him so we can come to the other side of it. So Lent, season of sin, suffering and death. So it's an invitation to come and face it. But you can't get to the other part without coming through with Jesus to Calvary, to the cross. Let me close with a poem from Philip. Philip Colin wrote a poem, and I just want to close with it. Men die once, but he'll be mourned each time we hear his voice, like a promise out of the Bible to comfort us. He was shot at Vesper time when prayers are said, at monasteries and cathedrals around the world now, I have veracity, bullet smashes jaw, the pulpit of his words. Throats filled with blues mourned at night, all through Memphis and Mississippi, they wailed. The words of sweet Lorraine were banished from the city. The photos of Motel's second floor were superimposed. The second floor theater where Lincoln was shot, a print set for memory. Two of the nation's greatest healers gunned down in April. Such a cruel month, but so close the resurrection. That second floor. It was a mountaintop where Dr. King left the world collect, a world coiled in hate and harm. His blood-stained eyes saw where his life had taken him and the suffering that came upon him. He carried so many lives, you see. With him in pilgrimage, so desecrated places, in Selma over the bridge in Birmingham streets, speaking unarmed truth about dignity and nonviolence in the midst of prejudice and hate. They aimed at him. But 50 years since his death, people still dream, standing with him as pastors, Abanath and Young Point, where a gunshot was fired beyond that. The heavens where King ascended that evening. Memphis is back in the news now. Death seems to win. Sin seems to win, but never does, we know. Sin, suffering, and death, the season of Lent. Light and life come the other side, but have to wait and walk with him to get there.